Thanks to everyone who supported our Patreon. For extra content, make sure you go check out patreon.com slash boards and swords. It's been a while, but we're back and we're live from Swordplay Studios. It's time for Boards and Swords. Woohoo! too many tabs open my windows there we go hey everybody welcome to boards and swords this is a podcast where we have fun talking about tabletop gaming i am one of your hosts my name is chris renshaw and i'm gonna pass it around we've also got cindy here hello along with her husband colin hey and then uh my fellow partner in crime philip is here too What's going on, everybody? It's harder to do that. Everybody announce themselves when you're not when all physically not, yeah. around the table. Because you can't point at us. If we can figure out where well, we I are could, in the Brady I could, Square relation. But like, yeah. But we don't, is, are we all in the same position? I have no I don't idea. Know. <laughs> what, who are you pointing at when you point left? Uh, if I point like this, it's Cindy. Okay, then yes, that's where I am. Colin's okay. below you. And now we're the Brady Bunch. <laughs> Where's Alice? I'm trapped in here. The fun of trapped in a glass cage of emotion. (laughs) This is the fun of using Zoom. Yeah, yeah. So hey, everybody! It has been a while, but we we've at least had some content, even though you haven't had Mm -hmm. your live content in a while. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. We had some good stuff. We had we had basically two pilot episodes, kind of. (laughs) That's kind of what it was. Uh, I for like some, that. For some bonus content, we're, we've been kicking around. So two uh, two episodes ago, we had the Pastori show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then last week, we did the like time loop back like four years to before everybody came on the show, and it was me interviewing somebody. Also, uh, hey Philip, did you know that uh, it's it's ten years of the website as of last week? You've been putting up with this for that long. That's crazy. I was going to do. Uh, I was going to do put out something with the original uh, OCD that started it all, but I didn't have air conditioning at the house in the time, so it was not. <laughs> I was. I was basically just like not moving. <laughs> Let me preserve all the air <laughs> that I can. I don't want to yeah. generate any more body heat. Like on space balls, you're opening up a can of air so you can breathe. Yeah. Ah uh, man, so we're gonna we're gonna kick things around a little different because uh, I could have done some uh, some board game news here, but uh, we're, we got some we got some extra special thanks to go around. So instead, let's let's banter a little bit, um, guys. I got to be honest, I don't have a whole lot of gaming stuff to talk about, <laughs> <laughs> other than Pokemon. I've been playing so much Pokemon. <laughs> oh my goodness, is that right? <laughs> I got the app going and I was there was like one day I was sick and I was just laying in the recliner just playing on the app like the entire day. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> because like wow, you can you can do like the custom made decks and you can get stomped at that. They have a theme option, which is just basically, hey, I have a starter pack, you have a starter pack, let's fight. And that's way more entertaining because then you don't have to worry about like the skill level and no, oh, this person spent like hundreds of dollars on cards and all that. <laughs> yeah. It's just, hey, I have a ten dollar starter deck, you have a ten dollar starter deck, and who wins? Hmm. Cool. But unlike most people, I don't have a built-in gaming partner at the house. Yeah. Unlike Although most, yeah. Although we, we have a built-in gaming partner, but we still haven't been gaming very much. Well, that's because uh, y- you two are, like, picking up them roots and, like, moving across the country. Yeah. Yep. At some point. Mm-hmm. So the remote thing may have to be uh, a more permanent basis. Yeah. Except for uh, uh, we may eventually we may sometimes get like guest spots when you come back because your families are still over here. Well, so at least like, my my family will be here for a while. Yeah, forever, maybe, <laughs> probably. <laughs> His parents, on the other hand, are planning to retire within the next year and move away. So, oh, mm-hmm. so yeah, so yeah. Uh, speaking of my parents, we we oh yeah, got, segue. We got to play with them. We did, uh, yeah. When we were we, on our little trip. We went on a social distancing vacation. <laughs> so we we went to, I mean, we went to a resort, but- Like you kept the car six feet apart? No, no. <laughs> we we went to a resort and, uh, I mean, it, like it's a place we go regularly called Massanutten. And we stayed in, our, in a condo. So it's not like we were, you know, interacting with other people at the resort. Like it, it's not like we were in a hotel where we were constantly interacting with other guests and whatnot. And we, I mean, the activities we did were hiking pretty much. And so it's not like we really couldn't social distance. So we, you know, we played it safe and we wore our masks and stuff. But yes, we did take a little vacation and his parents joined us for half of it. And while we were there, the best part about it was in the month of June before we left on June 28th for our trip. And up until that point, we'd played 11 games in June, which is like nothing for us. Normally, we were in the 40s in Some a month. of us have only played 11 games like this whole year. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> but for Colin and I, even, I mean, May was a little bit less, but June, golly day, 11 games. That's so small for us. And then we played 18 total games while we were on vacation. It was awesome. I'm like, I just love this because we haven't had the time and it's just crazy. So since... We're just getting our house all fixed up and selling it, and so all that fun stuff that goes along You've with that. You've been playing like real life Monopoly. You're just waiting for people to pass go and collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. Anyway, so but yeah, it was great to have that little relaxing time away that we could just play games and not have to worry about responsibilities at home. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been getting Ashley like maybe once a month to play games. That's not bad. <laughs> I mean, and it's better than not. I actually got her to play Root. Oh, awesome. Oh, yeah, you played it cooperative, right? Uh, sort of. Like, I was going to try and play it cooperative, but... That's a thing? So, Gates from Leader Games emailed me and was like, hey, do you want to review the Riverfolk expansion? Okay. Or, or not Riverfolk, the, the Underground. I was like, well, I backed it, so I just got it, so... You don't need to send me a copy. However, I didn't order the Clockwork expansion because I thought I, this is on me, not on the. I just misunderstood. And I thought the game came with the the Clockwork. Exp- I didn't realize it was a whole separate box. I just thought it was a couple uh-huh. of boards because mm. I got the replacement boards and I thought that those boards were going to get put in there. 
Okay. So I was like, well, I didn't get the Clockwork expansion. Plus, with the way things are going right now, Rude is more likely to get played if I have the Clockwork expansion. So you can send me that, and I will, and we can, I can review that. Plus, it'll give me a chance to play the Underworld stuff. Okay. Well, Ashley had been interested in Root because she saw, like, when all my Root Underworld stuff came in, she saw the artwork and all that and was like, that's really interesting. And I had showed her, like, some how to play videos. And she's like, well, I'll try the cats because the cats are pretty yeah. easy to play. Um, so we broke it out and I was like, well, let's play with the bots because I was thinking, I was like, oh, it could be us versus them. But the way that Root works, you can do it that way, but, like, you still have to kind of attack the other person. It's just mm-hmm. more of you guys want to like the co-op mode is basically you want both human players to be at 30 points before the bot gets to 30 points. Okay. So you're still potentially harming the other player, but you're doing it as a, I need to do this so that we can stop that. Okay. Got it. Kind of thing. Uh, we didn't end up playing it that way. We ended up playing it as if the bot was a third person. Okay. But Ashley liked it that way because it meant that it's not a me versus her where we're only focused on each other. Like, for the most part, we were just attacking. Like, I would attack her, but it was more of like just when that was the best option. It's not like I was targeting her. Mm. Gotcha. I was... I was for the most part, attacking the the bot, but I, I wasn't so aggressive on her because I could I could attack the bot player there. So we only got to play it once so far, but That's I was cool, just though. surprised to get her to play root. Yeah, we we actually got to introduce my parents to Wingspan a few weeks ago, which was cool. Like I had mentioned back when we were reviewing Wingspan that I wanted my mom to play it because I thought she would really enjoy it, but I was kind of hesitant because each card has unique rules and stuff but they actually seem to really enjoy it like there you know were those moments of what does this do again you didn't tell me that and you know <laughs> things and i'm like yes yes we did explain it but you know it, it's just it's hard when she there won. is she, i know my mother won she like nice. beat us she, i think she had 10 more points than the second place person but it was pretty cool. So they both really enjoyed it. My dad did take a little while on his turns because that's just how my dad is. He takes a while. That's normal. At yeah. every game. And especially with something that had a lot of text. But yeah, they both really enjoyed it. My mom says, oh, I want to play this one again. And I w- I'd rather play it sooner rather than later so I can remember. <laughs> yeah. So so that made me feel good that I did introduce it to them and they enjoyed it a lot. You guys don't or y'all don't have the quick start cards no right no because no, okay. we got it before they came out with that okay i think because yeah at some point probably like a year from now whenever i go see my parents again i want to introduce it to them but i may use those quick start just gotcha. to get since this is a little different than other games they've played yeah mm. i mean that probably would have been useful but you know we don't have it so and and in hindsight, I probably should have specifically chosen the end round bonus goals. Mm. You know what I mean? Specifically to make it easy to understand. Because there was one of them that my mom got a little frustrated. She's like, I didn't know that's what this was. And it's like, well, we did explain it to you well, at that the beginning happened, I mean, of the game. That happened but... to us when we were first learning how to play, where it's like... Yeah. Oh, that means like the number of eggs, not the number yeah. of birds. Or like, I, what was what was amusing about that is like she got really frustrated. She's like, I didn't know that's what that did. And I was like, what's it matter? You're like top dog in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was the highest point for that. It was funny. Yeah, yeah. So that was good. It was fun introducing them to that. And we played some games with his parents on vacation. They seemed to 
Well, we had one bad experience with the game, but the rest of them they seemed to enjoy a lot. We played Tissue and accidentally, well, we weren't well, thinking about, okay, we've played this game before, and it's teams. It's yeah, team it's a team trick-taking game. game. Trick-taking. And uh, since Cindy and I were both the people that had played the game before and we understood what you're doing generally, we're still not great at the game. We were like totally stomping them. Yeah, I didn't, because I was like, oh, we well, can Oh, that be- was your fault for playing the people that know the game versus the that, people yeah, that exactly, don't. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And that's we the should thing, have I didn't think us. about it. I was like, oh, let's couples be on a team together. And I didn't think about the fact that... When she suggested I said, well, you guys play spades together, right? And they said, yeah. I was like, okay, I guess it'll be fine. I didn't I've, think, I've ta- I didn't I've know. talked about how aggressive the Renshaw house gets. If there's any sort of advantage, they break that up, where it's like, <laughs> no, you two already know this game. We're going to break, you know. It didn't occur to me. I felt so bad, but so oh well. I've uh, One of the other things, since I haven't been gaming, I've been doing gaming adjacent things, is what I've called it. Uh, <laughs> nice. Like, I I finally got back, or, like, for the longest time, I just was... So I got like in a COVID funk kind of thing where I just didn't feel like doing anything. And I finally am starting to get out of that. So mm. like I didn't want to paint for a while, but I finally got around to to paint. So I'm finally working on, I'm getting close to finishing my uh, Zombicide Black Plague minis, you know, like four years later. Hmm. And uh, nice. it's really funny because because I'm looking at each hero. That's what I'm working on now. Like all the baddies are done. I'm working on the heroes because I'm looking at each one independently and looking at the card. I can see what each character is supposed to be. Like I, I'll show someone here that I've painted. But like this is basically Mel Gibson in uh, <laughs> Braveheart, and you can even uh, see like I painted half his face. Like it I looks like, the, like that. I like the it coloring. Lo- it looks like that on on his little card. And so I managed to do it. And then uh, there was this one was like, oh, this is clearly like Monty Python and the Holy Grail inspired. Mm. Like you can't see it, but he's got like a little sun on his chest and just the way that his outfit is. So awesome. Yep. Gaming adjacent stuff. Yeah, uh, and then there was good. like all the content I've been doing on the website. That's oh, the yeah. Other, you've been yeah. rolling out content on the website. Yeah, Lots of blog posts. And then I started a vlog because I got a new camera. So, yeah, that's one thing, by the way. I've started kind of a weekly vlog of, like, gaming-related things. It's almost like, if anybody remembers what Board Game Breakfast was before all the segments or, like, all the con- the, the contributors got added to it, mm. it kind of started to feel like that when I was putting it together, where it's just, like, segments, different segments that I just kind of combined together. <laughs> so, uh, cool. in the last video, I showed off our local store. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Maybe dizzy. Yeah. I don't have like a, st- I, I, literally that was me holding it on a tripod. Like I don't have oh my a, a, goodness. I don't have, no well, I guess I do have, a, I do have a gimbal, but I haven't put the DSLR on it yet because it's a lot heavier than what I have put on that gimbal. Mm. I didn't even think about that. I was too frustrated. As I said, there, I'm still too frustrated in just being in public. So it looks like I'm like behind every, every shelf when I'm looking. It's really, it's really <laughs> funny. Distance. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think I think I'm gonna do some funk over some boxings in this week. I haven't recorded much yet for this week. Okay. They sent me the. I asked for the Back to the Future pack, and they, they sent, sent me you that. Everything. They sent me that and the Jaws pack. Well, no, they had sent. The, I had already had the Jurassic Park. I oh, just like okay, I got okay. it like right as we went into lockdown, so I hadn't mm. had a chance yet to play it. Sure. Okay. That's cool. But I think Ashley may actually help or try that too. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting a shipment from uh, Weird Giraffe Games. 
they're sending us Animal Kingdoms and Big Easy Busking. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm excited to try those out. It'll be fun, I think. I, we got to try Animal Kingdoms when we were at PAX Unplugged, but I mean, it was, I think we only played one round of it, and I think there's three rounds, do you remember? I think it's three, yeah. I think it's three rounds. So I'm really excited to play a full game of that, and the artwork is so cool, and it's Stephen Aramini who we really like. Yeah. Hey, Philip got to actually play a board game. Oh, yeah? What'd you play? We played Arcadia Quest. Well, no, no, no. We did that, but I was referring to- We already talked about that. I think we talked about that. I don't think we talked to, I don't think you, we've had a show since you played uh, The Captain is Dead. I don't think so. Oh, Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I want to try that. That is a, that is a very fun game. I completely forgot about that because I just, I was talking with Nickel from the other podcast and we were like, hey man, I just, I just need to be around some people. I'm losing my mind. And like, we were trying to coordinate dates and it was like, um, okay, I get off work at five on Sunday. Like, yeah, okay, cool. Come over, have dinner. We'll play some games. Yeah. Completely skipped my mind that that was father's day. (laughs) Apparently. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but, uh, we played the captain is dead and that is, that is just a real fun game. We, we really need to play it at seven people. How many did you have? Uh, we had four. Okay. So it's definitely one of those play at larger player counts. Play at larger player counts. Um, just because there's there there's seven different like departments on the ship, and there's like two roles per department, so you can uh, pick and choose. And like I was I was saying something to Chris. Like each each different person has a different we call we call them discounts. So like when you go to like oh I need to do this card and I need three of this color, two of this color. My character always has one of each of those two colors. So you basically it's like you always, it, it, it's like you always have those two resources basically. Yeah. Yeah. Did this game have like a reboot recently a couple years ago, maybe I think it or came like a out second a couple, edition. I know it's got two expansions. I think Did it came it? out only a couple years ago. I, I, I think it officially, says it's 2014 officially, I think it came out a couple years ago. I think there might've been like Kickstarter misfires or something like that. Okay, because yeah, the BGG page says 2014, but then it won the Origins Game of the Year, or it not it didn't win, but it was nominated for Best Board Game in 2018. That's so not like, that's huh. not atypical though, because sometimes the Origins Awards will do stuff that's like a year or two old, anyways. Oh, do they? Yeah, but I thought I remembered somewhat recently seeing stuff about this game, and I, I think it was the expansions. Maybe, but I remember thinking Philip needs to play this game, so I'm glad you have. <laughs> yes, very fun game. Good, I'm glad. I'd be curious to try it. I think based yeah, on what we, I know uh, about it, we we lost our first game, and I mean, and we we started. Uh, so the object of the game is to fix your insert generic name for Star Trek Warp Core here, and get away from this battle that you're in. And on the on the little track, because you got to repair the thing. It has, like, if you want to start at normal, if you want to start at expert, if you want to start at insane. If you, so we started at normal the first time, and then um, when we completely lost, we said, okay, yeah, we're starting at coward. <laughs> <laughs> Until you get used to it, I suppose. Until you, yeah. And we, um, I think oh, we, we may funny. have switched a couple roles around just to kind of see what would work better based on playing through some of the stuff. But then... Yeah, so of course we want it, coward. Okay, so it looks like the AEG version came out in 2017. That must be what I'm remembering, or maybe it was. So it was probably funded separately and then came out with a official 
Or yeah, it was like a up. second edition as AEG's version. Philip, I was getting sad earlier this week because uh, it just reminded me of what could have been because I signed up for events for, for Gen Con online. Oh, uh, oh yeah. I still haven't even looked at any of that. Yeah. Well, I basically... Like, was... I know it's a free ticket, too. Yeah. And I could just, like, but I still... I... What did they do with your tickets for last year or for this year? Well, this so year? we had press badges. Yeah. But okay. everyone who purchased a ticket, they had two choices. You could just roll your ticket over to next year. Or you could get a refund. Or you could... Or, or you could get a refund. So they had three options. Roll your ticket over to next year, get a refund on your ticket, or donate the cost of your ticket to keep, like, the Gen Con Corporation... Yeah, running to help oh. them help you know just help them get to the next year. That makes sense. Well, that was cool that they gave all those options at least. Hmm. Yeah, I uh, I, I just wonder dis- how many people just said no. I want my refund. <laughs> <laughs> probably, a, I think it probably just depends on what situation you're in. Yeah, I guess that's true. Give a me lot my people, money. Well, probably a lot of people need that money. So right, right, exactly. I decided that I didn't do anything with like Origins Online. Or well, that got that got canceled. But like, I hadn't really even before that. It, I hadn't really looked into that. Mm-hmm. And then I I did do one game in Renegade Con just because I wanted to oh, try out you? kids on bikes. Oh, um, right. and so I was like, well, RPGs are kind of are very similar in person versus online ish. It's not like you don't have that physical versus digital aspect of like a board game, like components wise. Okay. Yeah. The, the, there's a little bit more of a distance. So I was like, I'll just use Gen Con online to like learn a bunch of RPGs that I've been wanting to do. So I just like signed up for like four or five different. I was like, I'll take the Friday off. And when does it start? Uh, the thirty first. Okay. Okay. So it is the same time frame. It's as the same Gen date Con. it would have been. It's just online. And actually, I talked with Philip, and I think it starts like the 29th or whatever. Okay. That Thursday. But that Wednesday, when oh, they the would, the, yeah, Wednesday when they would normally be doing the Fantasy Flight games in flight, they're going to mm-hmm. stream it online this year as well. Well, I talked to Philip, and we're going to actually do a commentary stream during oh. that stream. So we'll have hmm. so instead of going to Fantasy Flight and giving them their views, boardsandswords.com/live, we'll have the stream up with us overlaid on it, and then you get to see us like, oh my god, like you know, reacting. <laughs> Movie sign. Yeah. Cool. That's what I'm thinking of. Just silhouettes of you, like looking at the at the in-flight. No, not like that. It'll yeah, be like... we got an MST3K, <laughs> man. Come on, we have to. Yeah, but then you don't. You just get the outline. You don't get like the facial expression of us being like. Okay, I mean, how many cameras do we need? How many computers do we need? Let's do this. <laughs> so yeah. I just built this amazing computer. Let's utilize it. All right, uh, I'm gonna need you to haul that thing here into the studio. <laughs> I might have to. I might have to rent uh, a dolly from work. This thing's kind of heavy. <laughs> uh, with that, we're not gonna do news this time. And instead, uh, we're gonna move on. And I have a bunch of Patreon shoutouts that I need to do. So you're gonna get two of them in this episode. Sweet. So first up is Mr. Matthew Hawker, who was on here. And I said I was going to make a bunch of puns about composition, which is his game. So I did. And so here's <laughs> 10 puns about his own game composition. Nice. Number one, you'll have to excuse me for a moment. Uh, I'm going to have to go close the door as it's getting kind of drafty in here. And then. Oh, because it's a drafting game. <laughs> there you <Sorry>. go. <laughs> Colin, you'll have to take out the like reaction. The, I'm, I'm just going to assume that's a, that's a delay. 
The, the, uh, yeah. I was yeah. trying to find yeah, yeah, the yeah, joke yeah. in there, actually. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> just a right, delay. Two. So it's a word game about cats making music, and they aren't called meowstros. I will admit, I was having some trouble with this list, but several pu- suddenly several prawns arose to me. But uh, roses. Like that, that, that. I looked up the. I haven't played the game, but I looked up the. I do my research. I know. But don't judge. Chris, I think you need to. I think you need to take over the rimshot button for a minute here. <laughs> don't judge me too hard, Matthew. I know I might be tomatoing the line here. <laughs> oh my gosh! When you do get around to explaining the game to me, you need to make sure you start off a list with crescendos and crescendonts. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm at number six right now, and I haven't even made a pun about words yet, so take note. No. If you make a review of this game, uh, you need to make sure you list the pros and lexicons. Uh. <laughs> Nailed it. How did that one sound? What? Sound. Never mind. Oh, because it's music. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not sure if this game is for me yet, though. I think I need Matthew to spell it to me some more. And uh, I didn't even really get into the cat aspect of this game. I could make a baton of jokes from that. I mean, I get it's a baton, but you it was mentioned in the game. What the baton? Yeah, I know it's the first player marker. There you go. But it's just you said. You didn't but say ton. but you didn't yeah, you said button button or something. Like a ton. Are you trying to say button? Well, I know like, you're trying to make a joke. It's like a ton of jokes. It's a button of jokes. Yeah, whatever. It's just a weird accent. I'll call it that. <laughs> okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> there's only one cat in the game, so if you do play, you and Ashley ought to fight over it. Yeah. Well, there's a cat on the box though. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. it's a maestro. Mm. Is the cat? The maestros are all different uh, characters. The meowstro, weren't you listening? Meowstro. Gosh, yeah, yeah. The meowstro. So the maestro, there's one that's a cat, and its letter, its starting letters are C A T, obviously, because they spell their own name. Gotcha. All right. So yeah, there you go. Thanks, Matthew, for being a five dollar patron. That was a that was. I don't know if that was a selling point or detractor for some people on <laughs> whether they should should give us five bucks a month. Uh, some, of, that, some of those were good. I'll throw in a thing here so while Colin and Cindy like scramble what's left of their brain after after my uh, my brain melting puns there. <laughs> and uh, so I got the chance to try out the new Viticulture app from Stonemeyer, and oh, yeah. uh, they actually worked with Digidiced, uh, the same people that did like the uh, Patchwork app. And mm-hmm. um, I like the th- Patchwork app. There's, I'm trying to think of what else they've done. I can't think of it at the top of my head, but okay. So first of all, it is like a Digidice product, like the the UI of like getting into the game and like the all that is very similar. Where you know it's got like your your play on the screen, play versus AI, play versus others. I have not played this game online yet. I will say that if you're like me and don't own Viticulture and maybe have only played it a handful of times. You're going to want to play through the tutorial and one or two games offline before you ever try this game online, because I found myself because I was playing it on a phone and the some of the card like the card I car, the iconography mm-hmm. wasn't clicking with me. Like there was one time I went to go like I thought I was getting a vine card and I clicked on the place to place a vine card. And I was like, oh, that one's got a plus on it because I just saw the card and I'm like, oh, that's where I go to get the card. And like, no, that's where you go to play the card. 
And I think that's the way it's described. I think that's the way it is on the board. I, I couldn't is. remember. It is. And so yeah, that's what it, I'm saying. It's like, tricked me up. If you've played the game, you probably wouldn't have any problems with that. It's just like if you're like me and you don't have the game. But once I got, like I said, on my second playthrough, I had like no problems at all. Uh, I don't know if I've still like the first time I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just taking <laughs> actions. And I lost by like a bunch. Like it was at one point, like I'm at like two points and the ne- the next person's at like 12, 13. I'm like, how did you get points? What am I doing wrong? And in the second game, that started to happen. And I was like, what is happening here? And then I finally like leaped over and managed to win. But that was against the easy AI. So, <laughs> so um, is is it uh, is Tuscany included in the app or do you have to, is that like extra purchase? Or is it even available? I don't think it's in the app. I think it's the Essential Edition. Well, yeah, I mean Tuscany Essential. Right. I, But I don't think Tuscany is in there yet. Okay. I would imagine it probably is coming at some point, but this is just base game. Gotcha. Not yeah, that I, I would that, know what I was I love Tuscany. that new board. Yeah, the Tuscany board is great. But uh, it's it's a pretty good, like, it's a pretty good translation. And in fact, I think, like... Right now, it'd probably be like my go-to game to play on like an app type thing mm. uh, oh, because it's nice. more of my style of what I would like to play. Um, and because obviously the Scythe app isn't out yet, <laughs> but it's it's meteor, but yet still in the same style of game I like to play. Gotcha. Okay. Where it's not like... Is there a Railroad Inc. app yet? Uh, <laughs> not yet. They're, it's coming. I backed it. Oh, that's right. They did a Kickstarter. They did a Kickstarter and it was one of the add-ons mm-hmm. was to get a With digital... The- to get a digital app. Yeah, that was with the yellow and green Kickstarter. The right? the big huge bot. Yeah, it was yellow and green yeah. and all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, that was that was a, a moment of temptation for me, like to resist because it was desert themed. Like, I just wanted the desert one, like the yellow. No, nope, I went all in. <laughs> well, that's what that's. I just I didn't get anything. I was like, if I, <laughs> I'm too tempted to get just all in, and it, yeah. I was wasn't gonna spend you know over a hundred bucks on this game, and I was like. I'm just going to hold off. I'm going to just not click yeah. the button. I even, yeah, like I said, I even added on the digital one because it wasn't on the level I, whatever. But yeah, it was weird because it was like, oh, look, there's a new die I'm going to have. There's a new die I'm going to have. I don't think I'm ever going to play all this stuff. <laughs> I'll, play a, I'll play a lot of the base sets, but, That's and it cool. has been, I have been wanting to play Railroad Inc. more. We just haven't gotten that around yet. Yeah. Would Ashley play that with you? Oh, yeah. She's played it before. Okay, good. Rolling rights are an easy sell. Mm-hmm. They're easy to play. Yeah, usually. the only one I haven't taught her is cartographers, just because that's like a step up. Yeah, on that has complexity. a little more to it. I yeah. Think. So but, uh, we uh, we have team three that we wanted to talk about, and this is uh, this is an odd one for us because this is one another one that needs a minimum of three players. Mm-hmm. It's right there in the name, right? And uh, so what's taking place in the game is. Either a team of three or two teams of three, and I think it can be more players. You just switch who's actually active in the game, mm-hmm. uh, are trying to put a structure together of blocks. There's different shapes of blocks that you have, and you're trying to place them on top of each other in different arrangements according to a card. And so what you are doing, one person can't talk. That's the architect. It's based on the three monkeys where it's the hear no evil, speak no evil, see no evil. Yes, it is. So, yeah, one person can't talk. They're they're looking at the structure and saying, okay, this is 
what we're going to be making. So they can't talk, so they have to just make symbols across the table saying, okay, you're going to be looking for the, the stair-steppy piece. But they have to just like either motion it or try to make it with their hands or something. And then the second person, they can't hear that, so they're like the, the hear-no-evil person. But So they have to translate that to the person who's trying to actually build it who can't see. So they're trying to just feel around for these pieces and put it all together. So that person's like, uh, yeah, take the stair-steppy thing and, okay, rotate it. Okay, keep rotating it. Okay, there. And then, so, yeah, that's essentially what you're trying to do. You're trying to complete a certain number of cards, and you have a three-minute timer on each card. So you have to complete a certain number of cards. It's like the level of card that you're doing plus the amount of players is how many cards you have to complete. And then you lose if you fail as many cards as there are players. And that's the whole game. You're you're doing that and you're trading roles after each card is done. And then you have different kinds of frustration that you're going through. <laughs> yeah. Had you Have you played this in just the three person or have you done the, the two teams of three? No, we've only done this three person because we got it shortly before the quarantine stuff. Right. And so we haven't had the opportunity. It was like we had a game day with our friend Austin and the three of us played it several times and we played it like an entire i don't know we played through like three or four games of it because it was fun like we had a lot of fun with it but then quarantine happened and it's like well we're not getting six people together right so and it's not one you can really play digitally it's it's a really tactile game at least for yeah. one person yeah having would, to feel I, these blocks i could see how that might be uh difficult yeah <laughs> i can't mm-hmm. see where i'm clicking i guess it would depend on who was on what who was playing what role yeah, because yeah. if, if if like the one person's motioning, like I could motion into the camera if the other two were like in the same location. Yeah, yeah. There but is then that. you can't do the reverse kind of thing. Right. I, I, right. I think I was thinking in terms of like tabletop simulator. Yeah. Or if you did like two teams of three, where like one group of three is in one place and one group of three is in another place. Oh yeah, that you could do. Yeah. Because as long as every each person or each group has yeah a copy of the game you could certainly do it now they have two different versions of this there's the pink one and then there's the blue one green green one. Oh, i did not Is know there... there were two versions it's basically it's the same thing right babe yeah i think it's just uh there's different, different cards there's some different cards in the green one mm. when you have the two sets you can have so you can do there's certain puzzles in the game that involve all the pieces in this box and so I think if you get the green one, you have two full sets. And I think there's more complex puzzles in the green one. If I'm That involves correctly. more pieces. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's a it's a fun time. So uh, how was we, it at just the three player? Because I could see how it could be fun, like battling between two groups, like competing. But how is it just I a think it's three player? Really, I think it's really fun. Like I certainly enjoyed it because it, it's a becomes a cooperative game at that point instead of a competitive game and i really like co-op games so it appeals to me a lot in that you know only three aspect and you each get i mean in a six-player game teams everybody on each team would still have the opportunity to do each of the different roles but yeah i didn't think that it made it any less exciting not being versus another team yeah yeah it's it's almost kind of a an activity activity mm-hmm. when you're not com- competing. I mean, you, there is a goal. You're trying to complete a certain amount of cards without losing a certain amount of cards. Right. 
So there is that. It's not strictly an activity because there is. You can still lose or win. Yeah, you can lose. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this one, I definitely have enjoyed playing it. I just, I wish we could play it more, but (laughs) you know, don't Yeah, it literally requires more people than we can put together. So if you had to rate it on the BGG scale, zero to 10, or, you know, one to 10 or whatever. I would give it a seven. I'd probably go about six and a half. Okay. Mm. That's pretty good. Yeah. The, it's just one of those you just have to have that player count. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's definitely a fun game. Like, I mean, if you're having a, a party or it could be one of it could even be one of those games that you play while you're waiting for other people to show up to game night too. I mean, not every you might not actually complete a full game, but you could certainly do a round or two of it until somebody shows up. Yeah. So, yeah okay. Because it's it's definitely fun. And I don't think we mentioned it, but this is from Brain Games. Yeah, who's done Ice Cool and other games that we've liked. Yeah, Snowman they are, Dice. They are a favorite of, of us. Yeah, we do like a lot of brain games. All right. Uh, one last bit uh, I want to talk about before we get into the rest of the show. Uh, last year, Fantasy Flight Games came out with the... So they had Star Wars Legion, and then last year they released a Clone Wars core starter box that had a bunch of minis for two new factions that had the Separatists and the Republic... And I got a copy of it. I was intending to see how it went with new players, trying to see if how it could draw some people in. But by the time I got stuff painted, we went into quarantine lockdown. And so I don't want to like hold off on the review. And to, I, I've already played enough Star Wars Legion that you can hear me talk about it in other stuff. So I'm not going to evaluate it on the, the playing and the, the meta strategy because there's a lot of better places you can go to if you just there's a the fifth trooper i think it is is a youtube channel that does a bunch of star wars legion specific stuff but basically the the separatists are a bunch of battle droids that they do a swarm and your your stormtrooper or your clone troopers are let you have less units but they're a lot more precise so you have a better chance of hitting and doing damage kind of thing so philip would probably play the droids because he always used to like his tie swarms yeah man just overwhelm and take them down yeah, and the, the the droids have a cool ability where if you activate one unit of droids, as long as the next unit of droids is nearby, that one activates as well. So I'm wondering if you have all your droids like within like chained together, does that mean you could just move your entire army and just all like okay, all of my guys are gonna go before your guys go. <laughs> but the other thing I the other reason I got this core set is because. This is the first time in all of Fantasy Flight's games that they did sprues. Now, for those that may not know what I mean, if you've ever looked at a Games Workshop game where you open the box and it's a bunch of plastic pieces on like a frame kind of thing, that's what I mean by a sprue, where they're all disassembled and on these little plastic frames and you have to snip them off and then glue them all together. Mm -hmm. Previously... The Clone Wars stuff is all just each each figure basically comes in a tiny bag with hmm. all its parts already disassembled. You just open the bag and then glue and fit all the pieces together. Hmm. The problem comes in is you get into these like these battle droids that are little tiny and little little tiny pieces. Hmm. And so to get the detail on these, they used sprues. And you can see them. There's an unboxing video actually I did back a, a while back on the Clone Wars stuff. If you want to see it in more detail. But 
I'm just going to say up front, if you are any sort of novice at this game, like any sort of novice in putting together minis, do not play these battle droids because you will get so mad. Put it like I've put together. I'm not an expert. I was I it it, it was a little rough putting these guys together. <laughs> like This was pretty difficult getting these guys all aligned because it's just so tiny. Like the figures and the limbs and stuff, just making sure everything lined up. Mm. And not only that, there's just a ton of them. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. They're um, everywhere. Yeah. So uh, the clone troopers put together just like some of the other, where well, they all come in bags. But that's just one thing I wanted to note. Now, one thing I could imagine help, and Philip, this is where we were talking about with you the last time we were here building. They have, you were talking about that uh, Games Workshop has this assembly handle. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, no, it's a uh, Citadel. Cit- what well, Citadel? That's Games Workshop. Oh, okay, that's just their brand name for the painting stuff. But Citadel has a, an assembly handle, which is basically it's got like a, a a grip that you can hold on to and a bunch of alligator clips. It's it's Doctor Octopus. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's like all <laughs> these it's all these arms that you can adjust and put into position, so you could like put one arm into one of the clips and not like the body into a clip dab dab of glue and then push them together and it'll hold it together. I imagine that would make a world of difference on these, but me and just my hands, I glued so many of my fingers together, putting these, (laughs) (laughs) putting these things together. How Um, many hands do you have? Um, I mean, (laughs) metal arms, (laughs) Dr. Octonomous. <laughs> uh, once they're put together, if you use the Citadel contrast paints, you can paint them like no problem because you just slap it on there and it's done. But uh, I will just say that if you're a novice at painting, then you need to either find someone that can put them together for you or get one of the other core sets. <laughs> <laughs> or just don't play the don't play the separatists. Interesting. Okay. I had the other ones or something. Oh yeah. Uh, here you go, Philip. I got the I got the destroyer droids. <laughs> These were also Ooh, a pain. droidicas. Yeah, and it actually so the a, a unit is two, but it gives you four figures because you can have them in the ball form versus Ooh. the deployed form. So in in the game, like when you just like okay, I'm gonna change him into ball form. You pick this many up and you put this many down, and then you move this one around. You roll this guy around. So does he um. Does he gain movement in that yes. form? Yep. Okay, so it like does. He has like it's speed one when he roll when he is in form. He gets to speed three. Nice. Yeah, I remember from Lego Star Wars, they move incredibly slow when they were yeah in it's, attack yeah, formation. Speed one is like terrible, uh, <laughs> and they actually they they also have regenerating shields, so that's really cool too. <laughs> oh wow! So like we in other games they've they've had sh- ships and stuff with shields. This is the first unit I've seen that's had shields that regenerate at the end of each turn. <laughs> so that's that's all I just wanted to talk about a bit about that. So I think that's that's all we got for this part. Okay. Uh, so this is the normal Patreon plug, and this is where we say thanks to all the people that have supported us on Patreon. We've got a lot of stuff in the works for you guys and gals and other people. Like for instance, the Boards and Swords 2020 dice are in. Yeah. I gotta get these. I gotta get these shipped out soon. Can't so, wait to get mine. Do they have hidden spikes in them? No, they don't. 2020. Yeah. <laughs> They're filled with cyanide. <laughs> I don't want one. Don't eat them. <laughs> Not only that, we've also started doing some planning for the uh, Tangled in the Slipstream cast. Yes. yes. We haven't re- recorded yet because 
there was a lot of scheduling going on with the the, the house stuff. So yeah, but that is coming. But gotta thank Cody Schnaufer, who's actually a local that used to or lit, used to live here and moved out west. He recently up to $5, and so I talked to him, and he had a couple of kids' games that he played, but I didn't know them at all. Oh, no. <laughs> but what one of they? the games he does, uh, what was, uh, I'd have to look up the the, the memo, or the, the, the message that he sent me. Oh, okay. One of the games he did like back when he was over here, and I was introducing him to games, was King of Tokyo. So hmm. he said I could do King of Tokyo. Oh, cool. So here you go, our 10 puns. So thanks, Cody. Here are 10 King of Tokyo puns. So, Cindy, I'm just going to say there's probably a couple in here you're not going to get. Okay. I'm, I'm ready. I'm just going to let you know. I'm ready to not laugh. If this game was a movie, it'd have an inner G rating. Oh, my gosh. This game is to die for. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you wanted to work out with the game, you'd need a whole bunch of them to get pumpkin jacked. Is that a promo character? No, I think it was in the Halloween one. However, afterwards, you'd be Gigazor. Oh, my gosh. Halloween's an expansion. Oh, yep. okay. Sorry. Uh, and you'd be thirsty, so you could try a cool, refreshing seven power-up. <laughs> power-up is the expansion. Right. I but back that. to more important questions. How do you get a, a monster to stop rampaging in Tokyo? Tell them to heal. Because <laughs> he can't heal in Tokyo. Exactly. Uh -huh. Uh, I think I've played my role pretty well here. Oh, my gosh. Yet these jokes are starting to mecha drag on. Oh, my gosh. However, I will not standy for any critiques. <laughs> but I'm hoping that Cody was cracking up at these. Crackin'. And there you go. Cracking. Got it. Yep. That was, I think we owe Matt a couple better ones. Those, <laughs> those were better. Cthulhu. Should be in King of Tokyo. Uh, he is, actually. He is? He is a, he in? He's a promo that you can buy separately. But he was in cause... one of those monster packs that you could mm. buy. It was like $10 for just his standee or whatever. Oh, fun. Yeah. Is it because he's so big? I don't know. I think it was just probably one of those you're paying more for the packaging than you are for the actual. It's because you have to be crazy to pay that much. Yeah. Hmm. All right. If you're wanting more disappointing news or more disappointing uh, <laughs> jokes, I actually have this week's game show. Nah. Yay. So I'm going to get some tokens out. I don't know where the tokens are. Ah, they're over there. Philip, it's on he you. He'll keep, keep score. scoring our He's chat, our dedicated our, bookkeeper. Not our chat. All right. So. Thing. Show notes. I, I, I've, I've taken some ideas here from a couple of different places. I don't have a name for this yet, but here's the way this is going to work. And I thought I had more Kickstarters but uh, I, apparently some of the ones I copy and pasted didn't sync up in my notes, so I may have to come up with some on the fly. But okay. I have here, because there's all, everybody knows about like all the big name Kickstarters that you see, but every day there's tons and tons of Kickstarters on there. So mm. I went through and found a couple. Some of these may not even be, because I wrote this for last week's show, so who knows if they're still, <laughs> or for the when the show was supposed to air last week. So I don't know if any of these are still live yet. But I went through and just found ones that either had a clever name or just were not immediately recognizable to me. And so what's going to go on is I'm going to give you only the name of the game of the Kickstarter, the game. You're going to tell me what the game is about. Okay. okay. You get a point if you're whoever's closest. So here's the thing. You don't have to be exactly right. Whoever's awesome. the closest gets a point. But whoever's funniest gets a point. 
Okay. Oh no, I'm never gonna get points. <laughs> You're not gonna be close or funny. No, I'm not. <laughs> I just can't do it, guys. So, are we'll are see. you ready? I'm hoping that between the two of those, it might actually be. There might be points. There might be points. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I will. I will go ahead and let you know that this one. Because the games category, there might be an RPG-ish type of thing. Because I didn't get fully read, I didn't fully vet all of these because I just kind of picked ones that had ne- cool names. Mm. So hmm. keep in mind that there could be some RPG stuff in here. Okay, I'll just that's the only hint that you'll get. Because keep in mind that category is together the RPGs and the board games. So the first one you have is things heroes say. Things heroes say. Things okay. heroes say. So, Philip, I'm going to start with you. What type of product, I'll just say product in general so that I don't slip up at something. What type of product is Things Heroes Say? So, based on the title alone, I feel that Things Heroes Say is a card game. Okay. That's hilarious. That's <laughs> am, I, well, am I giving an explanation too? Like, just a little bit of detail. Oh, so it's a it's it's a card game where everybody has to give the best one-liner for the end of a battle. Okay. All right. Colin, things heroes say. Things heroes say. I think well, I yes. <laughs> this game involves cards. Players playing cards to make sayings for I'll say that's catchphrases for superheroes like I'm punching the bad guy and i'm saying foul mouth chickens okay and cindy what type of product is things heroes say i think it's a party game you a party game okay yeah i i think it's like along similar along the lines of what colin said but i think more specifically like i tried to think he kind of (laughs) stole i stole Um, it without her knowing yeah um that's another catchphrase. I made that in the game. I stole it without her knowing? Yeah. He's making this up. I won with that one. He's making it up like he was playing the game. Oh, I know. Man, he stole You say game. you know, but your face said otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's kind of, it's um a party game kind of along the lines of telephone where each person says a word and then the next person has to expound on that. So if I say, you know, like two, and the next person says infinity, the next person's and beyond, you know, like, I mean, I know that's yeah. a real thing, but so it's something like that. And so you're going through and you're just trying to see, no, hold on. If you're writing blind, <laughs> everybody's writing blindly. And so that way you don't know like what's going to be set. So like, you know, you're the first word of the phrase and the next person knows their second word. And so it keeps going. And then you could just come up with these really kind of so like a combination of telestrations and telephone a little bit. Yeah. You just have no idea what the other people are yeah. writing. Whether or not, whether or not that is correct. I think Cindy just made up two fun games that you could just play without any components. You could. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm putting the link in chat and it'll also be in the show notes, but Things Heroes Say is actually an art book and phrase book. (laughs) So, and the artwork is really cool. Like there's this one with this like giant bear up against this like tiny little soldier dude. 
And then right next to him is this like little monstrous like bone like skeleton. It's almost like the same picture, but with like someone took his skin off and it's just his bones now. But oh, what yeah. the cool the cool part is if you scroll down, like it has a big huge picture on one side, and then the other side is just filled with a bunch of weird phrases. Like this one here, it's like a it's like a I think this is a dragon, but this is pull up your socks, boys. It's a big old drag. <laughs> That's funny. And it's a bunch of dragon related phrases. Like ones is my cousin used to own a dragon. So uh that cool. that is uh this one is actually still it has thirty seven hours to go. Uh nice. and it is funded. So uh we're gonna go to the next one. The next one Do is Do we not get points? Oh, sorry, I didn't award points. Uh, I'm going to give Cindy the funny point just because I want to play that one. I know. I'm going to design that. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm gonna, but Philip, yeah. I'm going to say he was technically the closest. Okay. I in get my, that. In my view. So, uh, and I'm judge, jury, and executioner for, for who's closest. <laughs> All right. Oh next goodness. game. Philip, you're going to go first on this one again since you are the closest. The next game is Domination. Domination. Yeah, do you really want me to go first on that one? <laughs> oh my. How long have we known each other? <laughs> no, no. You could go ahead, just uh keep it PG. Yeah, Actually, this is gonna be on the uh boards and swords after dark, is what this is we, gonna be. Colin, oh you word. can go because Philip has already answered now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what was it? Domination. Domination. So I am saying it was a, kind of a play on words. Uh, it's dumb nation. Okay. And it's you're creating a country of stupid people. It's kind of feeding into the Idiocracy movie that came out several yeah. years ago. And yeah, you're creating a nation of stupid people who do stupid things. And you kind of oversee them and make sure, kind of building off of what Euphoria does, you don't want them getting too smart. Right. Because then they leave. You need to keep the stupid people in your country. Interesting. So you dominate the dumb nation. Gotcha. I just think it's a war game. It's a head-to-head battle against two players. All right. Well, I think... I actually have a better answer. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. So domination is a hand-to-hand combat game involving everyone is in uh, red man suits and... You play you play dominoes on a what? table. Okay. What's a, what's a red man suit? It's that big like foam armor type thing that they oh. use for like uh, self defense training. The person oh. you're at, who's attacking, yeah. So everyone's in a red man suit, and you're all playing dominoes. And every time you lose, you have to fight the winner to see uh, who is actually the better player. Oh my! So gosh. it's the new iteration of chess boxing. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's ridiculous. All right. I just posted it. Domination is, and I had to scroll like halfway down the page to find the overview because this page is not laid out very well. Uh, oh no. <laughs> Domination is a 90 minute strategic card driven area control game playable with two players or in two teams. Win through combat, conquest, diplomacy, and ingenuity on your tech trees. Allies fight the axes. History awaits. I got it. It is a World War II. It's got some cool looking, like lots of different minis. Like it's got all the very mini uh, for all the different ships and the planes and the tanks and stuff. So That's it, looks, cool. it looks neat. This one's already funded and closed. But yeah, so Cindy definitely was has has the point for correctness on that one. And cool. um, so I mean, I'm going to penalize Philip for changing his answer because I would have <laughs> given him the funny point. 
But yeah. since he changed his answer, I'm going to give it to Colin now. Great. I love pity points. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but I'm saying like because he changed his answer, yours is now the funniest. Okay, great, great, great. great. Okay. All right. I'm on the board. So uh, next up, we have The Age of Atlantis. Oh. This one still has four days to go. Cindy, you're going to go first on this one. The Age of Atlantis. The Age of Atlantis. Is there more than one RPG? I just said that there were possible to have RPG aspects in here. (laughs) Age of Atlantis. Okay. I'm going to. Is this that new Zodiac song? Uh, okay, I'm going to say that this is an RPG and it is it obviously takes place like in the underwater world type place where I mean I don't really know what happens in RPGs cuz I don't play them. <laughs> but um yeah, it's an underwater world type thing and it's just about the different colonies and different things that have taken over <laughs> underwater. I don't know. <laughs> All I heard game. there is Cindy needs to play more RPGs. That's yeah. really Cindy what just I needs got to play that. Tangled in the Slipstream. I, I feel like she kind of slipped into her last answer. It's a war game. <laughs> no. I mean, no, no, no. It because worked once. I'll try it again. No, it's not a war game. It's just the things, the entanglements that these underwater colonists encounter. So like you're, I mean, it's, you know, everybody's, all the players are on a team together. They're not against each other. Mm-hmm. And okay. they're just combating the things that, you know, like the octopus and the sea serpents and stuff. And Cthulhu. Cthulhu. In your face, Cthulhu. Aha. I finally got the rest of my things to uh, to upload. So, all right. I will say, though, that uh, if you want, if you think that Cindy's close, then you want to give... Uh, and you still want to go down that route, if you can get more specific on things, then you could potentially steal points away. Not saying That's that fun. she's on. I'm just saying. So, <laughs> Colin. Oh, but so you're telling us this now, introducing new rules. That's not no. That means that I am close and you're trying to. <laughs> I'm or saying like you, I did, you co- like, or like you're I did completely in my... off base and he's just trying to mess with us. Maybe. Okay. How long have we known this guy? Also, True. you were extremely vague. That's all I was saying. I was. I was, because I don't know. I can't think. So, Colin. All right. So, Age of Atlantis. It's a LARP. You are going out and digging. You just go out in your yard and dig. He's going for the funny. You're going for, you're trying to find Atlantis, and hopefully you live near water and you can get to some sort of thing with that. But some might argue that it doesn't involve water at all. So you just go and dig in your front yard. Maybe you'll hit a water line or something, so you'll have water. <laughs> and then once you find Atlantis, whatever you decide to call it, oh my then you have to figure out the age of it. And so you go through the carbon dating process and figuring out, okay, this this water line, how old is this? Oh my gosh. And once you find out the age, the game will end. And everyone wins because everyone's working together. Go out, dig a hole, figure out how old Atlantis is. Oh. <laughs> All right, Philip. The real treasure is our friendship. <laughs> All right, Philip. Age of Atlantis. Okay, so um, Cindy hit the nail on the head. Age of Atlantis is an RPG. However, it takes place in the Stargate universe. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and this is, this is about the ancients. This is before 
the Stargate universe is actually a Stargate universe with, you know, MacGyver and Hammond from Texas and all that jazz. All right. So this is about the ancients in the Pegasus galaxy first coming up with the idea for the zero point modules and building their city and accidentally fighting the Wraith. And uh, the game, the, the game eventually ends when they submerge the city and gate themselves off to earth but the entire process you're going through is how you got there. Can this please be a game? Can can this happen? Can, can, can we make this? Can we make Go this happen? It. So, who, yeah, Age, who do we need to send this recording to to make that happen? Age of Atlantis is a competitive engine building civilization game. It you're, sucks. You're a leader of a noble house <laughs> and must prove to Poseidon that your house deserves to rule the city. Grow your house's population, discover new technologies and cultures, and defend the city, all while appeasing Poseidon and presenting his mighty flood, preventing his mighty flood. So uh, I'm actually going to say Colin was closest because he mentioned floods. <laughs> oh, my God. But he also gets the funny point there, too. Nice. <laughs> wow. I mentioned being underwater. Come on. <laughs> hey, all three of you people. did. The same people that, of a game that we backed. No, Phillips in space. Yeah, but he talked about them submerging the city. submerged the city. the city. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. No, I got it. That doesn't count. <laughs> All right. Count. All right. Colin, you're going to go first on this one. All right. This one is Ragnarok Star. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I picture, okay, so picture with me, if you will, the cover art. You got Jack Black in Viking garb with his oversized acoustic guitar. You seeing this? Are you feeling this? Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing and feeling it right now. Does he have the pick of destiny? He does. And that is what this is all about. It's that pick of destiny is guiding them toward Ragnarok and all the domination <laughs> of the dumb nations. It's actually it's it's from the same company that made that domination game. And okay. so they are it's a sequel and the Vikings are coming in to dominate with Ragnarok. Okay. It's, so, Philip, Ragnarok star. Okay, so what this actually is, it's Viking Idol. <laughs> okay. That's what this is right here, all right? Oh, you've, got a, you've got a panel of judges, and all the leaders of all the Viking clans come out, and they just have to rock out and impress the judges, and the losers all get stuck outside and get killed off when Ragnarok actually happens. It's like... I mean, he took my idea and expounded upon it. Okay. Because I was going to say it's like Sing Star, but with Viking theme. Okay. Whatever. You want to expand? So, you, could, you could expand in a different direction. I don't know. I feel dejected. <laughs> I can't think. Like, he just made it better than what I was going to say. <laughs> so why would I even do that? Okay, Ragnarok star has nothing to do with music, not anything to do with being a, ra- a rock star. So Ragnarok, they find out, is not a, like, this mythical, like, thing, place, whatever. It's a star, which I guess is mythical, could be. But anyway. No, stars Rag- are real. I see them. I, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> stars are real, you but I'm saying. You think you see them. It's conspiracy. No. Ah. Oh, my gosh. That's not what I mean. So Ragnarok is a star, and so it's this place that all the... You don't have to be a Viking. 
to go there. Like anybody can go there, but you have to find Space Vikings. Yes. <laughs> yes. You have to find them. <laughs> you have to find the space Vikings. No, I was just thinking of the, so the they what can was it, lead family you. guy was like space weather. Yeah, you find the space Vikings and they will lead you to the Ragnarok star so that you can live out the rest of your days with all the cats that you want to live with <laughs> forever and ever. Uh, pandering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to, we're going to call the funny point a creative point, and I'm going to give that to Cindy because that <laughs> definitely was a direction I did not see coming. <laughs> uh, but Colin, stupid. I think you, you kind of, uh, you kind of hit the the nail on the head here. I don't know if you are you guys pulling these up at all when I post them in the chat. He I, is, I, yeah. I I pulled up, yeah. I don't, you pu- pull up the uh, the cover here, <laughs> and Ragnarok Star is a strategy board game where calculated planning fills your concert hall with adoring fans and signing contracts bring rock glory. <laughs> Full of humor, rock culture tributes, and Viking mythology, use careful planning to attract your horde of local fan or loyal fans. Simultaneous movement allows for speedy play. So wait, it is kind of like a singing game, yeah. only it's not. There's no singing involved, right? That's interesting. But Colin had the description of the box cover, like it's <laughs> uh, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> just, like that. I'm just picturing mine with a. Uh, Simon Cowell in like some yeah. Viking really guard. heavy skins and a horned helm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to go to round two here. The next two ones, double the points. Ooh. All right. First one up is called, and let's see, we're going to have Colin go first on this one again. Mantis Falls, parentheses, a game of trust. I am picturing retreats. This is, this is a game you play on like corporate retreats. So, you know, they have trust falls. Mm-hmm. And so instead of doing that, you are, what was the name of the game again? Mantis, Mantis Falls. Yeah, I got so into it. I just like, but yeah. So rather than doing trust falls where everyone else is supposed to catch you and you don't flinch, you fall on a praying mantis. <laughs> and no. don't worry, it's wearing armor. So it, it's good. What you get in the box is actually like, it's just uh, pheromones to attract praying mantises so you can play the game. And, so you get the praying mantis, you fall on it, and you don't flinch. That's that's the whole game. Okay. What was the title of it again, Chris? Mantis Falls, parentheses, a game of trust. So you win if you don't flinch. So, Philip. Okay, so this game is actually, it's, uh, it's a big box game. All right, very <laughs> big box. You got to uh, do a lot of construction beforehand uh, because this is... The, the Mantis Falls is actually a uh, quote-unquote waterfall of praying man- <laughs> mantises, manti, whatever the plural on that is. And mantis. Mantis, yeah. Mantis, sis, 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 yeah. So it's actually a, a waterfall of praying mantises. And you are in a Fear Factor style uh, plexiglass coffin. And these oh, things God. are just pouring in. And the trust part is you are trusting your fellow players to not let these things just completely cover your face. The object is to get it to like right where it's just coming up to your lips and your nose. 
and you're trusting that uh, everyone else is not going to do that to you so you don't suffocate under this mound of uh, insects mm. and okay. also so they don't eat your head and your eyes are they would they do that are praying mantis <laughs> mean like that i have no idea i'm not a entomologist but they will slap you around all right wow. uh cindy Mantis, Mantis falls, falls, a game, a game of, of trust. trust. Oh, falls. Yes, falls. Okay. Is it M-A-N-T-I-S? Yes. Is it two words? Yes. Well, technically, it is five or six words. No, I know. I'm saying Mantis <laughs> falls. Yes. I'm going to text your wife to come downstairs and throw something at you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think this is something set like back in the like the Cold War era. Okay. And it's kind of like a... What's the word I'm thinking of? I mean, I I guess it could be in a way a party game. No, okay. no, I don't think. So. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Okay, and so I, my thinking is it's it's similar to the way Secret Hitler works or any of those hidden role games, and you're just trying to figure out who the spies are among you because the. I, I like Mantis Falls. I'm is like some code name for something that happened during the Cold War, gotcha. and mm. so you're trying to sus sus sus, sus out. Is that the right word? Sus, sus studio, yeah. Sus, yeah, out, sus out. I think is who the who these spies are that are trying to give back the U.S. intelligence to the Russians and stuff and okay all that and so yeah that's that's what this is so mantis falls a game of trust players live and died on the dark film noir roads of mantis falls a mob rule mountain town in the 1940s as Mm. witness to something not meant to be seen players must work together to survive the night and make it out of the town alive but things Ah. may not be as they seem philip you almost had me there when you were talking about it actually being a, a, a fall instead of like uh, Colin's trust fall thing, but <laughs> Cindy, you you got pretty for someone that hadn't looked at this. That was pretty dang close. <laughs> I mean, okay. Like, so uh, is there is there a bad person in it, or oh uh, yeah, or there could be yeah. secretly an assassin hidden among the. Oh yeah. my, there is. It is wow. a social deduction type game. Yeah, <laughs> it's a hand building, risk management, and, and deduction in a detailed blend of strategy and player interaction. Interesting. Yeah. So I was I was a little off, obviously, with my Cold War era, but around the same time frame, just about ten years later. Yeah. Or earlier. Earlier. Yep. So uh, Cindy gets the point there. I'm going to give Philip the the that was that was pretty creative though. Yeah, I like the Phillips. the the mantis falling. So that's two points piece. Yes. Two points for me. Two points for Phil. I'm sad that I remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the last one in round two here is called Yura Yura Penguin. How spell that? Y U R A Y U R A Penguin. Penguin. Okay. And it's are they two separate that, words? Yes, it's pronounced that because that's in Japan or Japanese. It would be your uh, your uh. That's the way it's. I don't know what that means in Japanese, but it's never mind. I, I got it. It's the so English. It's, tra- it's the English reading of a Japanese word. That's cool. Uh, so Yura Yura Penguin. I guess it's technically Yura Yura Penguin made in Japan is what it says. So I'll give okay. you that. Am I first? Cindy, I got you it. are first. Okay. I think this one's a kids game. And obviously you're playing as a penguin. Everybody's playing as a penguin. And you are trying. It's hard not to go like 
like ice cool with this because mm-hmm. but this isn't a dexterity game at all but you're all penguins and you're trying to collect fish and so like i'm thinking of it kind of like there's a board with different penguin tokens all around it and you move around the board not it's not a roller move there's cards as you play and as you're collecting penguins you set them in, or not penguins you're collecting the fish you set them in front of you but you can steal fish from other players and the first player to reach a certain number of fish let's just say 10 is the winner okay uh colin so i i think cindy was remembering a different game because it is a dexterity game oh. yeah it's it's actually similar to katamari damasi except oh. you're only picking up penguins and you are, <laughs> and you are a penguin everyone's penguins so you're rolling this you roll the ball around the table and you're just trying to get penguins to stick to it you could actually incorporate the penguins from Ice Cool if you want. How would they stick? It's it's all on the ball. It's all on the ball. Okay. And that that's what the Yura Yura is. The Yura Yura is the ball. And the oh. penguins are just what it's picking up. Fun. All right. Phil, bring us home. Okay. So uh I'm gonna go I'm gonna go a little dark with this. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um the uh the apocalypse has happened. Ooh. Oh, the no. only place that is left is a small iceberg where only penguins have survived and they are they are attempting to uh they're it's it's sort of a a king of the hill type game all right all these penguins are fighting their way to the top of uh this iceberg because there's one uh what do penguins eat sardines we're gonna go with sardines. There's one sardine left. And the goal of the game is to get to the top of the hill and get the sardine. Then you have to fight your way back down the hill to your cave so you can eat it in peace. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So you're a, you're a penguin is, let me... Yuri, your penguin is a game in which you play a balance game while you're playing a card game. It's a familiar card game, a catchy looky balance game, and a unique board game. The iceberg has melted and the penguin's home is gone. Let's turn the ocean water back into ice and make a big house for the penguins. Of course, we'll have to be careful not to break the iceberg. (laughs) So Colin and I were kind of both right. Because he said dexterity, I said children's game. I don't know, but Philip was talking about yeah, Philip was talking about yeah. Philip was talking about the penguins on the iceberg. Yeah, the end of days. So uh, science is going to rule in favor of uh, of pe- uh, Philip on the right on that one. <laughs> Whatever, rigged. Um, but let's see, most creative. Hmm. I will say I'm looking at this page and I see an image where everyone is penguins. Yep. I did mention that. <laughs> I did too. All right, for pandering, I'm going to give the creative point to Cindy. Thanks. <laughs> well, did she mention cats again? I must have spaced out. No, what? but you no. you were trying to pander and failed horribly at it. Oh, I thought pandering was a good thing. Apparently, it's only good when Cindy does it. It's sometimes it's a good thing, sometimes it's a bad. You did a poor job of it. <laughs> I had mentioned that we were all I was car- try- people were penguins too. So I was just trying to help. Uh-huh. You you seem to be struggling with your decision. Mm-hmm. Sure. Man, this game is great. All right. Uh so uh let's Just I'm gonna last do one. we're gonna do we're gonna do a score update here. So Philip, you wanna tell us the scores? Cindy is currently um in the rigged lead with seven points. Rigged? What? No. Trailing two points behind 
is your local bald bearded guy, Felipe. <laughs> and just one point behind that is call cakes. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Here is your last question. This is round three. La- one, only one on this one. This one, I have it on my phone because it didn't, like, it was one of the ones that didn't transfer. Wait, only one point for this? No, this one is worth three points. Oh, each. three points. Oh, so Colin can still win. There's only okay. one question, though. This is your final question. So I'm just saying I won't be able to put this one in the chat right away. The name of this one is Houston, We Have a Dolphin. <laughs> I think I've heard of this one. I don't know what it's about, but I think I've heard the name. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Philip, you had the most right on, on that, that, at least that I deemed. So Phil, we're going to say you get to go first. The game is Houston, We Have a Dolphin. That's fun. Houston, We Have a Dolphin. All right. All right. So this is an RPG. It's a quick, it's a, it's a no prep RPG. So you just grab some friends, sit down at the table, and you have to put yourselves in the position of the Apollo 13 mission. However, space is actually an ocean. So we we basically live in... Um, a yellow submarine. We live on the planet Druidia, where there's a giant glass shield covering the entire planet and we slip out through the airlock into the ocean and we have even encountered a pod of dolphins and they've damaged your craft and you have to figure out how to save your craft to get back home. Hmm. Okay. Cindy, you're up next. Okay. So Phillip's kind of along the right lines. This is an RPG, but instead of it being regular humans, the astronauts are dolphins. So it's it's like a, is anthropomorphic the right word? Probably. Where animals are acting as humans? Yeah. Okay. So yes, it's anthropomorphic. So all the characters are playing as dolphins, but they're, you know, astronauts. They're in space. And so you're going around and doing all sorts of space escapades as dolphins. Okay. Yeah. Colin? Okay, so... What do you do with any great game, theme, whatever, to make it better? You put it in space. Not for me, but for the bulk of the masses, you put it in space. So you take dolphins, you put them in space. That's so what, what this what this game is doing is taking... So players are piloting a ship, and they are encountering dolphins in space. Oh. The dolphins are bombarding them. Like The dolphins think they're just playing. Uh, so that's... That's just theming. They think they're playing, but they're actually like punching holes in your hull and you're oh having to repair gosh. it before all the oxygen's sucked out and stuff. So these dolphins are punching holes and then you just don't die. So this is a board game? It's a cooperative board game, yeah. Okay. okay. So I'm going to read this description because it's just hilarious. Uh, 1978, somewhere in the foamy ends of the Milky Way. An anchovy <laughs> in the floppy drive? That could only mean one thing. Houston. The captain grabbed his first mate. We have a dolphin. Devious dolphins have found their way onto the spaceship and sabotaged the onboard computer. To reset the system, the energy demand needed to be reduced. Therefore, three ship modules had to be decoupled. The only way to do so was by sending astronauts on dangerous spacewalks. But whom to trust? The dolphins were still on board, and once they infiltrated a team, their newfound friends would fight for the dolphin cause. Will you regain control of the spaceship, or will you fight for a wetter world? It is a social deduction play game for three players. So Colin was definitely the closest. Colin was the closest. 
That's cool. But most creative. Hmm. Most creative. So, Cindy, you said yours was, it was an Anthropomorphic RP- dolphins. Anthropomorphic dolphins, RPG. Mm-hmm. Phillips was an RPG, but it was kind of like the sp- space is the ocean. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I had this idea of when Colin was describing his, of like the spaceship ramming into dolphins. So I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with his on that, which I think makes him the winner. So Colin oh! got most creative, also. Yep. Oh Woo! my goodness. So yeah, Colin does win because I think that bumps him up to nine points or ten points. Okay. And there you go. And... That's me. I can introduce some weird Kickstarters without making fun of them. Nice. We should celebrate. You just had us make fun of them for you. Exactly. <laughs> no, you were just. You we were, didn't know you what were, they were. You so. were coming up with alternative games that were funny. I'm totally going to make my things heroes say, yeah. but not necessarily heroes, but just, you know, stuff people say or something. That'd be fun. All right. Uh, I think it's time to wrap. I don't know. My watch is telling me it's time to wrap this up. Yeah. Okay. So that's all we got for you guys this week. If you want to catch the show live, make sure normally we record every other Wednesday. Next time will be one week from today. Uh, er, normally every other Wednesday, boardsandswords.com ha- slash live has the schedule and the links to all our live streaming channels. If you enjoy this show, you've got to check out boardsandswords.com to find the other podcast, The Dirt Bags of Holding. We take all of these amazing RPGs, some of them we talked about on this Kickstarter, and we will completely mess them up for your enjoyment. You can email us your comments and questions at feedback at boardsandswords.com or follow us on Instagram at boardsandswordspod or on Facebook at facebook.com slash boardsandswordspod. And you should also follow our individual accounts. I'm Cindy Pastorius on Twitter and Instagram. I am callcase196 on Twitter and Instagram. I am Chris Isn't Bored, B-O-A-R-D on Twitter and Instagram. And on the Twitterverse, I am Phil the Dirtbag. And we are also a part of Punchboard Media. If you want to find other sorts of gaming-related content, there's written reviews, podcasts, videos, all kinds of ways that you can consume it. You'll probably find it there at punchboardmedia.com. And lastly, thank you all, everyone out there hearing my voice for listening. Once again, please go check out patreon.com slash boardsandswords to help support the show. And we'll be back, if you're listening to the podcast, two weeks. If you're listening to the live stream, one week with another show. In the meantime, remember that every gamer has a story, and this one had a dolphin. (laughs) 